Hey there, it's me, Aubrey. Do you like what you hear on the Ask Aubrey podcast and find yourself thinking about what it would be like to work with me directly? For me to weigh in on the things you're going through and help to support you through it on a path toward growth and wellness and self-worth? Well, you can hire me as your coach. I'm a certified life coach specializing in self-worth for women and queer people. I have a few slots open for life coaching clients in the new year, and I offer a totally free consultation, including a sample coaching session, so you can see what coaching is like and decide if it's right for you at no cost. If you're interested or even just curious, you can sign up for your free sample session at my website. That's aubreyhenderson.com. Let's talk. I can't wait to support you as you grow towards your goals and into your best and most gorgeous self. Hey there, my name is Aubrey Henderson. I'm a self-worth coach and professional calm in the chaos. I believe that when you're feeling stuck in your life and you can't decide on the next right step, that getting some perspective or a pep talk from someone outside of your shoes can be an absolute game changer. This podcast is that pep talk. Every week, I'll share my responses to listener questions, real life coaching sessions, and interviews about topics that you can connect with and learn from. All things that will help you to reconnect with your own self-worth and inner goodness and vision for your life so you can feel great and get shit done. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey babes, how's it going? On this episode of the podcast, we've got another real recorded coaching session. So I heard from you all that you wanted to hear my live coaching sessions with actual people and their actual dilemmas and concerns that they're trying to work through. And ultimately, this podcast is for you. And, you know, it's something that I want to add value and be meaningful to you. So, of course, I'm going to deliver on that for you. Uh, These are coaching sessions that I do typically charge for, but you are getting to hear them in their entirety for free. Um, And, you know, the folks who are receiving the coaching sessions, who you hear in the recordings, also received these sessions for free in return for me being able to record them with their explicit consent and include them in the podcast. So I really hope that you find value in these sessions, that even if it's not um, a problem or a concern that you're directly struggling with, that there's something meaningful you can take away. I really believe there is something in each of these episodes for everyone. And uh, remember that I do offer one-on-one coaching services. So if you just love what you hear today, if you're curious to learn more about what coaching with me could look like, please reach out. I'm at AubreyHenderson.com or you can find me on Instagram at Aubrey, that's A, four H's, B-R-E-E. So for the session you're about to hear, I talked a bit with someone who is working in a job that she really likes and that she has a lot of fun doing so literally the dream, but she is struggling to reconcile some of the really toxic sexism that's really prevalent in her industry with her own feminist politics. So trying to reconcile that sexist culture with her own feminist politics and really 
She has this desire ultimately to create a culture and a community where people of all identities feel valued, feel included, and where people can feel supported by one another. And I might be biased, but I also think she is fucking hilarious. And she's a potty mouth just like me. So consider this your language warning if you're listening to this without headphones. Enjoy. I don't know. So I wanted to talk today about like my work in general um, is weird and kind of, and it's not difficult. It's actually pretty fucking easy. Um, but like I, I work in a, in a building that is only men. Like, and my, my predominant, like, um, demographic is male, you know, craft beer is basically the epitome of straight white men. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's kind of a weird space to navigate when, um, especially because like, as far as the internet is concerned, like I am the voice of a company that is male and hetero and southern and it's like and then people meet me and they're like well you're a girl and it's like yeah dude y'all are really easy to write for I don't know what else to tell you (laughs) like you're super predictable (laughs) yep um but I guess like my the thing I struggle with most is reconciling that whole like that piece of my brain that's saying like you're working for the man like what the fuck are you doing but at the same time like I love my job I mean I love I get to travel for work all the time I literally get paid to go to beer festivals like that's kind of rad those are always fun you meet crazy weird new people all the time um I take pictures of beer like I mean (laughs) it's it can't really it's not difficult it's fun to use my creative writing skills every day in little paragraph long blurbs to to do stuff and, and whatnot. And then, um, you know, I love, I've got a front of house staff that we affectionately refer to as the bulky boys. And I, I mean, they're my boy, like, I love my boys. Like they are, they're really great. So sometimes it seems like the things that aggravate me the most about like being surrounded by guys all the time. And, you know, they're for the most part, they're pretty good. Like there's little things here and there. Um, you know, and like little, I know that they mean them as jokes, like the, the period jokes or like the, Oh, ladies, ha ha ha. Your brain's just smaller. And I'm like, I know you guys are kidding, but also like, I don't know, chill the fuck out. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. um, Cause we know, I know you're kidding, you know, you're joking, but then like, if there's a customer around or if there's somebody else, they don't know that we're, we're just like joshing each other and teasing. Um, because I also make comments all the time about like, oh yeah, give me a hard time. Tell me more about how your dick's tiny. Like, and then it's, it turns into this whole like weird, I don't know, almost sibling-ish rivalry thing. And then I don't necessarily know how to like get myself out of that. Um, Hmm. and I don't know how to like redirect the conversation outside of just completely ignoring what they've said and like moving on to something else. Um, and I don't, that's not to say like, so for instance, the, the boys call me mother, which is super creepy and weird. Have a bunch of grown men call you mother. Um, (laughs) wow. But I also, I don't, (laughs) it's, 
I don't mind it. Like it's kind of, it's kind of grown on me. It's like funny. It's gross and funny. Cause they also will be like, hello mother. And like do this weird, creepy shit. And it's like, okay, you guys are just being weird. Um, and I don't mind that dynamic. Like I don't, I like the, I like being acknowledged as a, as a female. Like I enjoy taking on those roles, but at the same time it gets a little old, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to explain when I'm in an environment like that, how to explain that, like, I'm okay with it, but other women might not be. And like other women might see this as weird or awkward or uncomfortable because that's like a triggering word for them or something. So like, Mm. I don't know, can we just be cool y'all? Like, (laughs) yeah. So I don't know. That's more or less kind of what I wanted to like talk about. Um, and, just kind of get some an outsider's perspective who's not a part of the craft beer community who um has a little bit sorry alex just creeped at the window at me (laughs) such a jerk hey buddy (laughs) um but yeah somebody somebody who's not because even like the other women that i know that work in the industry like we all kind of struggle with one um making a a place for ourselves and being taken seriously. Um, You know, we have like what we like to affectionately refer to in the industry as gatekeepers. Um, They're the people that, because I'm a woman and I'm at a festival, they're going to A, assume that I'm just there because I'm somebody's girlfriend or or wife. And then when they realize I work for the company, they ask me a thousand ridiculous, stupid, no one needs to know beer questions to test my knowledge and see if I deserve to be there. Um, So it's that like, it is, it's a gatekeeper mentality. It's the, you know, when you were in school and you're like, yo, I fucking love Taking Back Sunday. And there was some kid on the bus that would turn around and be like, name their last three albums in chronological order. Yes. And and you're just like, dude, I'm just here for the music. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So there's, there's like a lot of that. And then I think a lot of us also struggle with um, supporting each other in a way that makes us comfortable in, in our own skin. And then at the same time, like, doesn't play into this like patriarchal idea that, you know, pretty girls are here just because they slept their way into it or they, whatever, like that is a big part of it. And it's, it creates like this weird break. And I don't know outside of getting aggravated with the women that think that about me or my friends, like, I don't know how else to bridge that gap and create a better, like bridge of communication. Like, I don't know how to like bring us together and be like, yo, we need to focus on the real shit. Like, just support each other. Just be cool. Like, let's make room for one another. So I don't know. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my deep dive into weird. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, and like when I, so with everything you just shared and thank you, that's like amazing context to have. I hear three main parts and tell me if this sounds right to mm-hmm. you. There's, there's the, there's the part you just described about kind of how you are building relationships or like running into challenges with other women in your industry and how you're wanting to feel like you're able to support one another and find community with one another and have ways to lift one another up. But you're also running into this roadblock of like, actually there are moments of women tearing each other down, which is like, we don't, we don't need this because the men are doing it already. Yes. (laughs) Um, 
and then you have kind of experiences with men in your industry, which is a male dominated industry to begin with. And so there's the, you know, relationship with the like gatekeeper people who will try to like test you or like even assume that you are like just there because you are dating a guy who is like actually in the industry. And then beyond that, mm-hmm. we'll like try to, you know, like make you prove yourself beyond what you would ever reasonably need to do um, if mm-hmm. you're a man. And then you have also within that bucket, you have the male coworkers who you are cool with, who you have kind of like the joking back and forth with, but then there are moments where it feels like it's a little too far. It's a little creepy. Or like, what if somebody else overheard this and like, they don't know these guys the way that I do and mm-hmm. they, you know, might experience it in a shitty way. And like, how would you talk to them about that when like you have a good relationship with them? And then yeah, even bigger than that is kind of this broader thing you mentioned at first, which is like, even though you love your job, it is fun in a lot of ways. You get to do things that you enjoy. You get to travel. You get to use um, skills that you have that also you feel like you're, I think the words you used were working for the man. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, let's be real. Like if it's, I mean, so when I was in school, when I was in college, my goal was to do nonprofit work and like focus on um, lobbying for Planned Parenthood. And I feel like somewhere along the line, and I mean, this is more like a therapy session, but there was a major deviation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and like, so this is where I am now. And I'm, I'm so thankful to my industry, to craft beer for giving someone like me a soft place to land and a, and a way to make a career, even though like, I don't have a degree in marketing. I don't have a degree in digital work. Like everything I do, I've taught myself kind of slowly, but surely over the years. And, you know, and my management experience has come from working in hospitality for years and, and like, just kind of getting comfortable with that. So it's, it's really rewarding. And, and like, I see the benefits of an industry like mine because it is for so many of us, it is that place. Like there's so many people in our industry that I hear, like, you know, I got, I was in college, I got to this place in my life and I just didn't know what else to do, where else to go, whatever. And, and craft beer has created this like safe place for me to to live and to be and to make a career into something that I'm happy with. And I'm not just, you know, at a desk, angry in a chair, like whatever. And so I, I totally appreciate it for that. But then there's also like being female in the, in the industry is, it's just weird to navigate. And like, I don't know, as, as time goes on, I feel like, you know, this is the epitome of, hetero white men and like they're making more room for sure like there's definitely um a friend of mine is he does uh craft for the culture and it's um predominantly black and like they're people of color that come and they work with other breweries um there's another woman that I'm I don't know if she she doesn't know me I think we've met like once but I like stalk her on the internet because she's just this really lovely human um but she's the queer brewing project. And so she works with other breweries. They do um, big inclusive collabs together. The label art is always something um, to show like this is a safe space for everyone. And like, I I really appreciate that we're making room, but sometimes like front lines in the South, it's like, okay, well like that's fun and that's well and good. But how how do we start having those conversations? Like how do the normal people that, day in day out and 
you know, as, as wonderful as it is that we're making room for that, I'd also like to make room for, I don't know, just a lady here trying to like do her job. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, and, and still reconcile that feeling of, ah, like, I haven't turned my back on the cause. I don't know. Like, does that sound shitty or weird? Like, no, I mean, I don't think that sounds shitty or weird at all because I, and everything you're saying, I mean, you've, you, you described this, you know, being in college and like envisioning, like working for a nonprofit, working for Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. and, but the way that you're experiencing your work now, you still have this like identity focused, like justice focused lens. I mean, the fact that you're describing all of these ways that, you know, um, there are different projects, different people who are making room for different identities in this space that has been so traditionally predominantly white and male. Mm -hmm. And that, and I mean, I can also say this because I have like followed you on Instagram, but like, I've also seen you like write things or say things about like being a woman in your male dominated industry. And so mm-hmm. you're in, I mean, what I hear is that you're infusing that same spirit. And also like a lot of these things are like just your values as a person. So if you're mm-hmm. showing up in a space as authentically you, which it sounds like you are, I try. Then, <laughs> then you're bringing you're bringing this lens to it. So, I mean, to me, I hear that you're there's like there's some ways that you're already kind of fusing the, those things together. That even if you're not in like a nonprofit industry, that you're you're thinking about the ways that the industry could feel more equitable and more mm-hmm. inclusive. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. That that means a lot to because it does. I do. I, I struggle with that like thought process all the time of, I don't know, I've always been a little on the like rebellious side and I've always been. <laughs> that's what, that's what we love about you though. <laughs> As if that's like super surprising or something. I don't know. The lady with the pink hair and the tattoo, she's a little rebellious. <laughs> I can't, I can't relate to that at all. But no, n- no, not at all. No. <laughs> love the color of your sweater, by the way. Hey, thank you so much. about letting my hair get to that light of a pink. Um, love it. Love it. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think Growing up, I've always kind of had this idea of like, I mean, maybe I took Disney too seriously. You know, I feel like there was, Hmm. it's, there's like this 90s kid Disney and Nickelodeon where they were like, let's just be fucking friends. Like, let's just be cool. And everybody deserves space to be a human being. We're all humans. And I don't know, I feel like there's, there's this group of us that, you know, they like to dub us millennials, but I feel like we just took it seriously and the old crotchety people didn't expect us to like they expected us to be like oh it's a fun idea um Mm. and so like then i look at like you said the the work i'm in the industry i'm in the place that i'm at like and granted the the people i work directly for like my boss or my bosses it's him and his wife um and she has a pretty a pretty um equal partnership in our space. Um, the difference is I don't, I see her maybe once a week, like, cause she works on all of our like backdoor scary numbers and stuff. All of the things I want to totally avoid, like, (laughs) 
Yeah. Math? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I'll bring out in hives, please. Um, I have yes. to do mon- monthly numbers and it makes me nervous. Um, <laughs> but, but so, like, I don't, I don't see her very often. Um, and when we do offsite events and stuff, it's typically her or I. So, like, she and Josh will go do something. And then when there's another trip that comes up, it will be me and one of our brewers or somebody else. So, like, it's really rare that we're in that space together representing Hidden Springs. And then because, I mean, and I'd also like to preface this by saying the company I work for, there's nine people. Like Ooh. it's not like right. I'm surrounded by a sea of penis or anything like that. Like it's, <laughs> it's Oh my God. Sorry. I'm just laughing. Cause that's literally my nightmare, but that's fine. <laughs> Totally understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't break out in the hives. I was just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you figured there's, there's nine of us that work for this company. So yeah. And I'm, I am the only, the only female. And so like, and I think it's hard because when people see our internet presence, they think we're huge. Like, and they see that we're, we're not necessarily distributed all over the country or the world, but like we do festivals overseas. We've done um, festivals all over the place and then people trade our beer. So like, you know, so-and-so in California is tagging us. So now people think like we're this massive corporation or we're this massive company. And it's like, nah, bro, it's just like nine of us. And if I didn't see your comment, I'm the only one that runs our social media. So like, I didn't, I didn't see your comment. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) but, but like with that, that concept, that idea, I think it's even more jarring when we go to events and people are surprised. Like if you're thinking we're a big company and then you're surprised to see a woman there representing, right. That feels weird too. Right. Like, I mean, and that whole thing just really, I think that all goes back to like the rebellious person in me being like, the fuck you got a problem with me being a lady? Why we got to do this? Like, can't you just be cool? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And then, and then I don't, and then I do, I have this like almost, I don't know, survivor's guilt isn't the right word, but that's almost what it is. It's like, Mm. I've made it this far in this industry. Every time I see something where it's like uh, a, a woman's being asked a bunch of dumb questions or, you know, she's working behind the bar and they're making her wear a skimpy tank top. It's like, God damn it. Like what, what do we do to make this better? And do I just like, am I just that far over it? Like, am I just kind of done and should I move on to something else or should I stay and keep like, keep plugging away and keep trying to make this a more inclusive and safe space. Um, because I do, I feel, I feel like guilty. I feel guilty about turning away. And like I said, working for the man, like I am, I am in the industry that is predominantly the people that you're like, and I, not to say like, these dudes are great. I've met some really rad humans in, in the space. Like some of the guys that I hang out with on a relatively regular basis, guys. I'm excited to see at festivals. I'm like, yeah, fucking Jamie's coming. <laughs> um, at the same time, it's like there's those handful of people, and it's the the image that we portray. Um, it's that image of a bunch of dudes getting drunk, like 
that our industry people on the outside see and think that that's what it is. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I don't know. I just like sours. They're really pretty. (laughs) (laughs) I like a big stout sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just like beer. Listen. Yeah. Like, I just like beer and it's fun. It's cool. It's cool to hang out with, with your friends on a regular basis and see them all the time and, and goof off. And I mean, like I said, I mean, my job is, great in the sense I make my own hours. Uh, sometimes I work from home. Sometimes I work at a coffee shop. Sometimes I'm in the brewery, like, but it is, it's, it's hard to like have, start having those conversations of how do we make this better? And then how, how do you unite a group of women that you see have been so, cause I know I, even I was guilty of it when I first started in the industry like that gatekeeper mentality oh she's cute that's the only reason she's here and like as Mm. time has gone on you know you see the the error in that like why are we focused on that like let's let's focus on getting more women like this is a good this is a good industry to be a part of it's I mean it's making money it's active it's vital it's one of those things where you can start a business for relatively nothing and it can grow to astronomical numbers, bounds, strength, definitely. I mean, I'm curious, just like hearing you talk about this and I like that you, you know, you named, like you once had kind of these like limiting beliefs about women in your industry and like, oh, she's cute. So that must be how she's had so much success. And I wonder like, how often are you talking to other women in your industry about this? And, you know, like, like how often are you able to to connect with other women and have these conversations. Right. Um, so <laughs> it, this is, this is like the scared lady in me because I have, I have a couple of female friends in the industry that I'm very comfortable with and that I, we often have this conversation. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where it turns into, I recently I, I messaged a friend who doesn't live in the area anymore. She's actually in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> nice. But I, I was frustrated because I had gone to an event and um, someone who, a, another woman in the industry who is still very much that like gatekeeper mentality, um, you know, wronged me or whatever you want to say. Um, and <laughs> so I immediately like messaged my friend. I was like, I just don't understand understand but then at the same time I thought like I didn't stop I didn't call her out I didn't I didn't do anything about it so and now I'm just like perpetuating this cycle of creating this division because I'm talking about her to someone else as opposed to going to her and saying like why you like this like let's just let's hash this out like what's and and it's even worse so I talked to a person that has also had the same experiences with her. So mm. like all I'm do I feel like all I'm doing is like building this aggression towards this towards this woman in this division, this wall between her and I or her and a friend of mine. And like I realized I just became a part of the problem. And it was like, I don't want to do that either. But I don't know how to say, hey girl, like let's just sit down and talk this out. Like let's what's the, what is the issue here? And I'm, I guess I'm like, how do I do that? Like how, especially when it's not somebody that I don't really know her that well. And from what I know, she has decided she does not like me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to like go and say, hey, can we just, I don't know, have a grown-up conversation and then and get her to listen. Like, and if someone's are, I, I struggle with the, if you've already decided you don't like me, then I very much have that rebellious, I'm not going to follow directions. Okay. I'm going to do whatever I want. And yeah. bye. I'm not going to change your mind. Like it's the same reason I don't fight with people on Facebook. Like it's not worth it. No one has ever changed their mind because of a Facebook post. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> at least mm-hmm. not in my experience, they just yell and scream and argue. So like, from an out from an outside looking in and someone with all of your experience and expertise like how how do I go about changing that like thought process in myself and then also like starting that conversation with someone yeah and I mean I think that's such a good question and it translates so well to so many situations I mean like Mm -hmm. giving and what it boils down to is like giving someone feedback about something mm-hmm. that made you feel shitty. And like, that's really hard. And it's, yeah. and especially when somebody has like, has been hurtful or when somebody has been, and I don't know what exactly what this person says, but like the way you're describing it, like she's, she said, you know, she's made it clear it and given the message to you that she like, just maybe doesn't like you and is invested yeah. in not liking you. <laughs> yeah. so like, I also am inferring that like, you know, sometimes people are mean. And mm-hmm. so like, to then take the brave step of like, okay, I'm going to give you some like grown up feedback about how you made me feel or like what this interaction was like for me is not Mm -hmm. easy to do. And so like, just first to name that, that it's not what anything I'm about to suggest is not like, oh, just like do this, of course, (laughs) is, I mean, and I, I think you're, you're getting at this in your, the way you're asking this question, which is like that it's, it is about kind of your own your own mindset and how you're entering into the conversation, because like, that's actually all that you have control over. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and that's the really hard thing because also what you said is like, and I think you're right on that sometimes we, you know, feel like we're going to assert our viewpoint to somebody and they might not fucking listen. Yeah. (laughs) They might just (laughs) completely be like, okay, whatever, that's bullshit. And like, I'm not hearing it. But I mean, what we ultimately have control over is whether we state it or not. And then also to some extent to be mindful of like the vehicle through which we do it. So like you're saying, maybe like a Facebook post isn't the way to like really (laughs) get through to people who have like a very different viewpoint than you, but Mm -hmm. a conversation one-on-one could be. And that ability to have like an actual moment of connection. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I think with this, like what I'm thinking about is how you then, first of all, to like put yourself in this person's shoes. I mean, what you've described to me up to this point in our conversation is Mm -hmm. an industry where like even you as somebody who came in with like a more like social justice and like, dare I say, and you know, correct Mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am like a feminist mindset. Oh, totes my goats. (laughs) Into this industry. I mean, I never want to like put any label on anybody ever, but like, I feel pretty confident. I gladly accept that label. Right. Um, (laughs) But like, even you as somebody who came into this, into this industry as a feminist, as someone who, you know, would consider yourself to like, to be a feminist Mm -hmm. and to be social justice oriented, all those things, even you like kind of experienced that same mentality and had to had to like unlearn that a little bit and so it's you know it's an industry where that's kind of it's 
I would argue self-protective in nature. It's where you feel like as a woman, you're having to really prove yourself. And sometimes like the way that, that people choose to move through that, whether consciously or unconsciously is to be shitty to other people to like, you know, continue to make their way through. And so I would, I, I feel curious about if this woman is, you know, putting other women down or like being shitty because that's like how she's found that she can make it as a woman in like a cutthroat industry. Yeah. And so, which doesn't make what she's doing okay in any no, way. But it, it's totally something that like, as a, as a strong independent woman, if you will. Um, <laughs> and someone I will. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Thank you. Um, but someone who worked really hard through a lot of bullshit to get to that place of being strong and independent and comfortable, um, it's way more, I don't know, I guess I never thought of it that way, like, as as this is her experience, and this is how she's kind of protecting herself, and this is how she is the most comfortable in, and not just, I mean, we keep saying she, because I'm building off of this one, this one person, this one identity, um, but I think it's it's women in general in in an industry like this. You you choose sides, and it's it's really unfortunate. And I'm kind of wondering like how. And I think you're. I mean, you're really helping me kind of get to this place of there's just a conversation that needs to happen when we meet these issues, like mm. when I when we see this problem. So then it's like I don't know. I just need to be a little bit more a little bit more okay with not necessarily come down fucking into confrontation if I need to be, but <laughs> <laughs> wait, what's your Enneagram? Do you know your Enneagram? I'm a hard eight. You're an eight. That's right. You, you answered the Instagram <laughs> question and said you're yeah. a hard eight. Yeah, I am a okay. hard, like no other number really popped up for me. <laughs> yeah, that feels right. Okay. But I also say that because I love eights. I like, I have so many people in my mm-hmm. life, mostly women who are eights. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Okay. That makes me feel good. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm totally into that. Like that doesn't bother me. It's not the confrontation part. It's the, it's one I don't like, I don't know, maybe I'm Southern, but you know, that Southern politeness, my mother drilled into my head. Like, I don't want to make anybody feel bad. So I'd rather take that bad feeling and Mm. just shove it down and walk away from the situation then yeah. force them with a mirror and be like, yo, this is some, this is a bad habit that you should probably break. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like that, because of that feeling of like fight or flight and I don't want to go to jail or whatever, like, <laughs> it's, it's this like overwhelming. Okay. So now I need to have, and I don't, I also don't want to, um, I don't like walking away from a conversation and feeling like I didn't achieve my goal. Like winning in that case, and I, I say winning because I don't have another word for it, but being like winning in that case means a lot to me. Like I want mm. you to at least understand what I've said and where I'm coming from. And I don't, I worry about in a situation like that with women that have also, cause I mean, a big part of it too is they've been in the industry for so long. And so have I, like, I mean, it'll, it'll callous you. I mean, it it is an interesting place to be, um, as friendly as we all are and as cool as we all are at the same time, like so much weird shit has happened, especially if you're a woman to Mm -hmm. you at some point because of this job that it's like, I don't know, you're able to kind of compartmentalize and turn off and, and whatever. And 
So that fear of um, having to have that conversation and not, not getting through to someone because they've been callous, because they've also spent 10 years in the industry like I have, it's like, um, I, I worry about that conversation. Like, I, I, I feel like talking to you now, it's making it clear, like, that needs to happen. Like, we need to be able to do that. But at the same time, and like, make it come from a place of, of love, understanding, and like unity. Like I just want this to be a safe place for women and for all of us to be cool and for us to focus on like building ourselves up in this male predominant industry so we can hold each other up when I don't know, fucking gatekeepers at festivals come around. Joe Schmo who homebrews in his house and is like, hey, what temperature do you lager? Blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, nobody cares. Who's buying your beer? Nobody. Like you're shoving it on people. Leave me alone. <laughs> Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo homebrewer <laughs> has all the damn questions. But then, you know, he goes up to a dude. Like, they'll go up to our sales guy. And Jeremy's good. He knows a lot about beer and stuff. But he's not a brewer, and they don't ask him those questions. Of course not. Of course like, not. You know? Um, and it's – so, yeah, it's like a matter of I want us I, – like, I guess my my big thing is, one, making a place for myself at work and being able to, like – have the conversation with my, with my coworkers, with my bulky boys, like, and just say, like, this is cool here because I know you and we're comfortable, but like, please let's be respectful of other people in other spaces. Um, and addressing that when it comes up, cause I'm real good at talking about it right now, but then like when the actual moment happens, you know, that, that, um, like politeness takes over almost, you know? Totally. Totally. And that's, you know, and that's interesting because like you mentioned it being like a, the like Southern politeness thing. And then mm -hmm. there's also a gender component to that. And, you oh, yeah. know, with this whole rest of the conversation, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm glad you brought up, you know, your, um, your colleagues and, you know, like kind of those like day-to-day -day conversations, because I think that also some of the same stuff applies here. I was actually mm -hmm. talking to a client of mine the other day who needs to like give uh, like a business partner some pretty direct challenging feedback mm -hmm. um and you know for some of the same reasons as like is one nervous to like upset somebody and also mm -hmm. there's the fear of like what if I walk away and I like don't achieve what I, wa I want to achieve in the conversation or like what if I don't you know for this person it was more of like what if it's not successful yeah and I think some of it is like defining what success means and like it even goes back to this like politeness idea because you also mentioned with this with the woman in the example you're talking about that you also heard that she had a, like a negative interaction with a different woman in your industry is that right mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah I mean this is like a known thing there's like it's it's kind of ter as big as our industry is it's also very small and there mm -hmm. are there's yeah. a lot that goes around. And yeah, I mean, that's one of the things there are a handful of, of other women that just really, I mean, we all know, and we just kind mm -hmm. of have gotten to the point where we just stay away. And then, like I said, I feel like I, I make that, that wall thicker and harder when I, mm -hmm. you know, turn to my friends that have also had these experiences and we kind of like commiserate together. But at the same time, like none of us have really called them out like here and there sure but it's never been like a let's get to the bottom of this and understand it um yeah. 
you know, it's funny, it's funny that you, you labeled me a feminist, um, because for these women, their favorite thing to do is like call into question your feminism. Mm. And it's like, and mine has been questioned and, Mm. and that really like resonated, like it sucked. Like that resonated with me because I'm like, I don't understand how or why you would think or feel that way because that's not me at all. Like I, it, it had to do with, uh, the beer was poorly named. It had nothing to do with us, but there was a beer called Village Bicycle. And on the bicycle on the can, it had um, a like bra and then it also had men's underwear. And the joke was that's what they call this guy in the industry because he's mm. not, he's tangentially related to beer. Um, he is what we like to refer to as a hype guy. Chris is a wonderful human being. I love him. He's fantastic. And he's great. Like if he, if he appreciates you as a person and he loves your brand, he is all about supporting you, getting you out there, bringing you to the forefront of the industry. And like, we owe some, some of our success to him because he's been so helpful in that. But there's also this like, haha, everybody kind of makes fun because he is that guy for so many people. Mm-hmm. And so apparently drunken one night there was like this joke about it and we made a beer for him for one of his festivals and he asked that we call it that so that he could take onus of that name and think it's funny and it was like this little tongue-in-cheek thing and when that when that label came out one I got frustrated because the women assumed a lot of women assumed that only women could be village by like only women could be slutty or whatever you want to like tongue in cheek that that yeah. term um so I was like I don't understand this isn't a thing if anything this is you know air quote slut shaming like and I say air quote because yes there is that tongue in cheek because we're craft beer and this is kind of like we're always poking fun at everything and if you can't mm-hmm. poke fun at one thing you can't poke fun at anything like it's mm-hmm. very much that weird silly mentality i mean obviously there's a lot of shit that's off limits but you know um there's a lot of it's just in joking and the people that were getting this beer understood that that was part of and that was even i was very specific about when i wrote our posts when the beer came out when we wrote about it was like this is chris chris's face is on the can like him and his dog are on there like it's yeah and then to say that like I wasn't feminist because I allowed this to happen. It's like, I kind of want to be like, one, you're assuming that I have a say in stuff like that. Like that, I don't have a say in the beer that's coming out, the style, stuff like that. I mean, I, I kind of do now, honestly, we've had a little bit of a shift and now I'm our brand manager. So now I would feel more comfortable being like, Oh, that's a, that's like a little, a little bit of a teeter. Like maybe let's, that could yeah. be taken the wrong way if you don't know the story. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did. And I got attacked on the internet. Like, mm. it was like, bro, I mean, one, you, you don't know me. And if you're calling into question my feminism, then, then you really don't know me. And if you had a problem, like, come to me directly. Instead, they posted in beer forums that they thought I wasn't a part of because I'm in there under pseudonyms. <laughs>
And so like with that being a part of it, it's, it is, it's hard to have that, that conversation with them and like say, Hey, can we just, I don't know, sit down, talk about this, make sure that we're all on the same page and that we're, we're just here to make beer and be friends. Like I don't, and why wouldn't we want to lift each other up, defend one another? Why at every turn are you taking this weird opportunity to tear women down, make comments about, oh, I bet you didn't pay for that hoodie or I bet you didn't pay for your ticket, like into whatever festival. And it's like, well, no, I work for the company. Why would I pay for it? Wow. Yeah. So it's just, it's a weird... (laughs) It's yeah. weird. It's a weird thing to navigate. Um, and it's, it's weird to try and like, um, like I said, start those conversations with them. I think at the end of the day, it'll be much easier to, cause you know, have them with the people I work with because they're usually pretty cool about stuff and, and it's, it's pretty easy to kind of give them a hard time and then walk and tell them to stop and they will. But these, I mean, in a lot of these women, we don't really know each other on a, on, in a personal way either. And that's the hardest part. Like, I don't know them personally. Like we've yeah. seen we see each other at stuff and I avoid because I don't want to engage. Um, and then, yeah, they, they know my personality on the internet or through things they hear, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, and that's really hard. I'm so glad you share that example because I, one, it just is illuminating. Yeah. Period. And yeah. two, I just, and I do feel curious because one thing you mentioned is like, you know, like you were attacked on the internet, people who don't know you or like, like don't know your intentions or anything like that. Like were like attacking you or like, no, people weren't coming to you directly. To, and, and you kind of said it broadly, like people were we're kind of attacking this without coming to you directly, but did anyone come to you and talk to you about it directly? No, the only thing that happened was, um, cause it wasn't just me. And this, I think this is what made me the most angry is it was our artist is female. The woman that draws all of our artwork for our cans is, is a woman. And she's also very much, um, a justice warrior, if you will. And so to call her and I into question, which they did was, super frustrating um has come to me um i will say like w- one of the the instance i was referring to where i messaged my friend because i'd gone to an event and this woman had aggravated me um or wronged me or whatever she just acted like she didn't know me like it was very much a who are you and who are you with and it's like girl you work at a brewery three blocks from mine <laughs> you know me yeah you, you talk shit about me on the internet like I know you know me please just give me my beer like here's oh money my God. <laughs> wow so it's I mean it's it's that kind of stuff like where being that now we're kind of at this place of avoidance and unfortunately the this patriarchal confine of our industry has kind of made it so that if if I were to now approach these women and try to like talk to them, the dudes would all be like, Oh, so what now you're like friends with the crazy ladies. And it's like, I just want, I just want to be that bridge. I just want to be the person that says, can we start thinking about this in a different way? And let's just be a little better to each other. I understand 
no matter where you go, no matter what you do, there's always going to be a shitty person, you know, turd in the punch bowl that's going to be a pain. (laughs) And that's fine. As long as that turd in the punch bowl is based on they're an asshole and not that we're all creating walls of assholery. You know what I mean? Like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's, that's really kind of, I, I don't know. That's really kind of where I am with it. And then, you know, like I said, then it all goes back to, do I stay in this industry? Do I keep plugging away or do I start looking into making the decision of like, I don't know, finishing my anthropology degree and, and moving in a different direction? Like where, when is enough enough? And have I, if I, if I leave, am I giving up on everyone I'm leaving behind? Like, Am I giving up on my friend who moved, moved to Brooklyn and is, is still experiencing the same shit in the beer industry? Like, you know, she's like, I've met some really rad people and I've got some really rad ladies, but there's still a few of them that are just, you know, she's cute. She's beautiful. She's like the epitome of she's six feet tall and has long, luscious hair. I mean, she's a very pretty lady and that has worked against her when it comes to making friends in the industry. And that's hard. It's hard for me to watch. Like it sucks. I mean, um, I think that's probably, I mean, I always have always had like a more alternative look, but I lean into it so much because it does kind of help dull that a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I don't get when my hair is just blonde and you don't see any of my piercings or my tattoos, like women are a little more in this industry, not in general, but women are a little more apprehensive to talk to me and rumors fly a little bit further. And Mm -hmm. so when I put on my funky outfits that I love and (laughs) wear my big fat corduroy pants and my pink hair, like that all seems to kind of die down at least a little bit. And I want to be like jokes on y'all. I would never date anybody in our industry because they're all weirdos. Um, (laughs) I got a tech weirdo that barely puts on pants and I'm into it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I think I don't, I, it's hard. It's weird. I, I do. I kind of just want to find a way to create that, that bridge, that comfort for everyone and, and be that person before I get burnout and I say, forget it. Like I'm, I'm out of here y'all on your own mother has taken her place back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I wonder too, because I mean, now we've come full circle to the like, is this, is this the right place for me? Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, just, you know, and I would love your like gut reaction to this question and don't, you know, think too, too much about it. There's, Mm -hmm. because there's no right answer, but like, imagine that it is two years from now. Mm -hmm. Um, and you are like very, very happy and doing what you want to be doing. And the conditions are the way you want them to be. Like you have your best case scenario two years from now. What is Mm -hmm. it? I mean, I'd like to still be in beer. Like I, I think I'd, I'd really like to, and I'd like it to be a place where, um, I am more comfortable comfortable and I can I can make those I can have those hard conversations with people and try to I just I don't know I, I feel like I always have this um very fanciful ideal of like I want to be the person that helps that 
move along. And it seems like the beer industry is one of those that while it's full of younger people, it's full of your quote unquote weirdos. It's, it's, you know, definitely a more alternative industry at the same time. So much of it is so dated in the way that they're thinking. If one more person tells me they like quote unquote girly beer, just because it's fucking pink, I'm going to <laughs> like scream in their yeah. face. Um, but wow. I feel a lot of that. Oh yeah. Oh girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of that revolves too around like our customers aren't educated. You know, mm. there's like, there's these dinosaurs that are these hangers on that aren't willing to change that thought process. Like I, you know, I constantly tell people, they say stuff about girly beer and I'm like, well, we don't even make beer. We make soda. Like we're, we're known for um, making a style. It's a sour beer, Berliner Weisses, but we do, tons of weird crazy fruits and flavors like the one that we just did is called lonely mall benches it's a cinnabon berliner and it tastes like liquid cinnamon bun like, oh my god yeah i'll have to send you a little care package <laughs> i don't know if you're in beer or whatever but I'll, I'll send you some beer um yes, please um but yeah i mean we do one that say is um it's called riot juice it's bright pink it's blackberry lime lactose and vanilla in a sour beer it's like a blackberry milkshake i mean it's but it is bright pink and people are like, Oh, it's a girly beer. And it's like, Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I mean, I just, I think, yeah, in two years, I, I'd really like to see our company is kind of on this uptick. We're on this big upswing and it looks like we're going to keep growing. And as of right now, it seems like the people I work for, their goal is to kind of groom me into more than just our brand management, but like, really trying to give me a platform to do more. I know like they, they want me to speak at a couple of symposiums about like social media and craft beer, which would be rad. Yeah. I really would rather speak about like feminism and craft beer, but one day. <laughs> and like, I love, so I love that you say that because like when, you know, my reason for asking the question about like, where do you want to, you know, don't think about it too much, but like, what do you want yeah. to be true two years from now? Like, yeah as you're talking about all of this, like I, it is evident to me, like the love that you have for this, this industry and this work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I also think what I hear and all of this, I just like offer. And if any of it is wrong, then mm -hmm. please tell me I will not like, yeah. I just, but this is just like, what I hear is that this idea of like, kind of digging into the the sexism and the like all of the shit that's there with like you know women or like folks with identities that are not like straight white cisgender male sure. people in the industry like that also feels huge and daunting mm -hmm. and so it's kind of this like okay that like this is like a big elephant over this work that I love and there's like a stressful element to this work that I love but, you know, I don't know if I'm equipped to like tackle it and take it down alone. So like, then does that mean I like can't feel good about being in it? Feels like mm -hmm. kind of the central question. Yeah. Um, and so I just would say, I mean, like, and this is where I kind of step outside of it and I'll, I'll like assert something to you. Like, mm -hmm. I think, I think you have incredible power to like affect change. And does that mean it's on you to like 
solve sexism in the craft beer industry no (laughs) absolutely not but I think like I mean even just that you said like you were like you know they want me to speak at a symposium about like social media and but you're like but I really want to talk about feminism like that that was like I was thinking that in the back of my mind I was like but Mm -hmm. I would love to see you like use that platform Mm -hmm. to talk about and like on you know your personal social media like I said I've seen you do like hints of this a little bit but like Mm -hmm. I just because you're not and you know you're not the only one feeling this way and there's yeah I mean yeah I think there's there's so much there's so much you could do would could do with this I feel and like but I think I hear what you're saying that it's like it feels like this huge thing and what you're describing is like I want to like I want to be that bridge Mm -hmm. and I think you've also identified like what some of those first steps could be for you because it's not like okay, Erica, now go solve it, go fix it. <laughs> it. But it's like, how do you, like, what would that look like tangibly? And like, one of the first things you've identified is like, it's hard conversations. It's like beginning to get comfortable with conversations that feel uncomfortable. It's like, not just with this woman in your industry that like, you've had some conflict with that you want to maybe find a way to address that. But it's also with your male colleagues to say like, look, I actually know that like, we're cool. And like the stuff you say about like, oh, you're tiny lady brain. Like, I know you're joking because Mm -hmm. I know that you don't believe that. And I know Mm -hmm. that we're like, we're joking about this, but also like, I need you to be allies with me in this work that Mm -hmm. is important to me. And so Mm -hmm. like, part of that is like, we can't say that shit around other people. (laughs) Like this is at home talk. Like you can curse all you want in the house, but baby, when you go to class, You literally, (laughs) literally what I had to say to my kid yesterday, he like ran the, the automatic door at the drugstore was closing and he was like, Oh shit. And ran. (laughs) He's six years old. So I was like, so listen to me. I think this is fucking hilarious. (laughs) And I'm not going to tell you swear words are bad words, but I'm going to tell you, if you say that shit at school, you're going to get in trouble. And I'm, Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like, but I think those are the kind of things where you know, like beginning with those conversations have like one are just significant on their own because you're, you're actually, and I, you know, always invite people to think about feedback, giving Mm -hmm. someone else feedback, even if it's hard, even if you're saying like, Hey, you fucked up and I want Mm -hmm. you to know Mm -hmm. it actually is a gift because even thinking about the example you gave about when people were not, you know, coming directly to you, but were like talking shit on the internet, like, yeah imagine for you, it would have been hard for someone to come to you and say like, Hey dude, I like, I really struggled with this. Like I felt like it was in poor taste and to see like that it was something you were involved with made me really like have a lot of questions about your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Like that would still be hard to hear, but like, imagine how different that would feel Mm -hmm. than knowing that like people were saying shit, not, not directly to you, but about you. And like what the impact of that could have been that would have changed that whole fucking story for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it it would have been, if someone like I've always stood by, and I think that this is, this speaks volumes. Like if we're talking about work and whatnot, like this speaks volumes to my management style. Like, and I think this is why I, I always end up with the people that (laughs) have worked at other bars, restaurants, other places, and people are like, don't fucking hire that person. They're lazy. And I'm like, they're my best employee. Um, 
I think it's a matter of, I've always been very much the, if you have a problem, if there's an issue, if you have a question, like it's always best to just come to me. Like I can, that way we can hash it out, whether it's going to be a fun conversation or not. At least now we both know, like, and there's not this weird brooding behind doors shit happening. And like, yeah, if any one of those people had come to me directly and said, hey, I have questions about this. I'm curious about this. I would have immediately said, you know, one, that's kind of above my pay grade. Um, Two, I think if you go back and read my posts, you will see that I was aware that this could be a problem for someone. And so we, I added in and I created a space for you to understand the backstory. Um, And then I would immediately apologize for making anyone feel less than because that's never my intention ever. Like, I mean, again, you can be scum of the earth, scumbag, scourge, asshole. And I'm still like, you're still a human being. It would have changed that narrative for me. And I feel like it would have been, I feel like I keep waiting for someone to give me the platform. Please just give me that space, that opportunity to have this conversation with you. Um, Instead, maybe their own, like you said, maybe their insecurities, their own having a hard conversation directs them to go this other way. And so it's just like, okay, well, now we're just not talking at all. So, and it, it doesn't, that hasn't helped the situation at all. And And I mean, I just think, and so I'm curious Mm -hmm. too, from you, like, as we've talked about all of that, we've talked about so much and like, you know, this, I, this has just been one like eye opening for me to hear, because I think I always like had a very surface level kind of awareness that like, oh, that's like a male dominated industry. So like, you know, the like gatekeeping element of it was like probably the extent to which I had really like thought through this um, for your industry, but like to hear all of these layers to it and you know, how like also how like the social media piece plays a role in it, I think is just so, so eye-opening to me. But then like all the things we've, of all the things we've talked about, I'm wondering like if there are out of our conversation today, if there are next steps that you feel like you can take to, you know, kind of like move some of this stuff forward or to Mm -hmm. like, you know, act on any of the things we've talked about today. Um, I mean, I feel like talking to you has made me a little bit more comfortable with the idea of maybe having that hard conversation with someone, like calling it out when I see it. Um, and like, not in that really aggressive call out generation stuff that we kind of have going on, yeah. but more like a um, constructive conversation, you know, yeah. and just say, look, this made me feel a certain way. And like, maybe let's, let's unpack why you're here and I'm here and what, what the issue is. Um, so I, I like, thank you for that. Cause that does make me feel a little bit more like I'm not, um, I'm not a weirdo, like trying to impose my thoughts on anyone. <laughs> um, <not>. But, <laughs> but at the same time, I think, I think even beyond that, that two year question was really kind of telling for me because now it's like, okay, if the people I work for are willing to give me this place, this platform, you know, maybe that's something that I start pushing for. Like, um, maybe that's something that, cause I, I know the people that run these, you know, big craft beer conferences and stuff like that. Maybe that's something that I push for a place. I know they did a diversity panel. Um, and it's my understanding from, we have a, a brewer in house who's gay and, uh, he's, he's 
pretty rad. Ian's great. Uh, he was on the diversity panel, and from what he said, it really wasn't it wasn't everything it could have been. Um, and so it's one of those things where I think maybe maybe that's the next step is try and focus on making that more of a thing. And I didn't. I mean, I really didn't think about it, but that I obviously don't. My social life on social media is very scrubbed. Um, and I try to keep that a little more separate. Yeah. Um, but I'd never really thought about using that platform as a place for like kind of bringing this stuff up um, and making it more, more relevant and in like this less aggressive way. Cause that's, that's also something that terrifies me is like um, the word feminazi likes to get thrown around here and there, sure. um, especially down here. Um, we're under that good old bubble bail. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Um, but, and so there are like, I see the efforts being made, especially by the, the women that I've had confrontations with, or I've had issues with. Um, but unfortunately I just, they turn into social media rants about bullshit. Like, and it just doesn't seem like they're there's a real effort being made. Like there's not, they don't, they're not, they're focused on the wrong portion of it. Like, mm. and so like maybe using my space to kind of create more of a conversation and less of a me or women in general or anybody like yelling at someone else. Like, um, and I know like I've already seen some people do it. There's a woman I follow who I actually got to meet and it was really exciting. I totally fangirled out. Uh <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and I don't, I think I played it cool. I don't know. <laughs> but um, Megan is this really lovely woman uh, on Instagram. Her name is, is Vera Carb. She is a, she is a brewer. Um, she brewed for Modern Times for a long time, uh, which is a big brewery in California. Um, and right now she's been like consulting with a brewery in Baltimore. And recently there's this whole thing anti-beer blogger like pretty girls on instagram who take pictures with beer in their cute outfits and like suddenly they're all assholes and nobody likes them um and megan technically is a lifestyle blogger she does have a blog um she does talk a lot about brewing because that's what she does for a living and she travels a lot um but this woman wrote an article in a prominent beer magazine about beer bloggers and how these women are kind of ruining the industry and talking about how none of them actually know anything about beer and her photo her main photo for the article was megan and oh megan's God. like i'm a brewer <laughs> like are you kidding me right now this is insane wow and so like that moment when she posted about that um that moment i immediately reached out to her and i was like yo, I mean, I feel this on such a level and I'm not even, I'm not a beer blogger. I just happen to be like, I don't know, someone that people want to kick it with and hang out. And like, I get attacked by other women that like sucks. Like you're focused on the wrong thing. Like you should be focused on, yeah, let's all be that person that wants, that is giving us visibility in the industry. Like Megan is, is a, a queer brewer. Like she's, she's the epitome of rad like she's she's queer she has her her um her long-time girlfriend that she travels with she brews on a regular basis you're giving so much visibility to so many yeah. people in an industry that doesn't that hasn't had it and so like it's and then somebody wants to like tear that down and that just oh man so 
I guess maybe, like I said, using, using my platform in the same way that she kind of does. And so, so many others like her have started like, you know, so what if I don't drink the whole beer? And so what if I have been able to cultivate this image? I'm good at something. I'm good at social media. And yes, that means that I get to do things and go places and whatnot. Or that means that, yeah, I, I have beer followers and I get beer sent to me. Like, why are you mad about it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think using that, that space to kind of give a little bit of a voice to the just the conversation not even the like the overall arcing theme but like hey let's just like what's what's the problem with this like why if I take a picture in a cute outfit at a cute place with a beer in my hand and I talk about the beer why is that a problem for you like right like I would want to pull from I feel like if we can start that conversation with women first or people in the industry that don't you know, subscribe to the cisgendered, white, male, hetero, like, how do we create this space for ourselves and, like, keep building each other? Um, because it seems like they're just kind of over there hanging out, having a great time, and we're all fighting with each other all the time to find, to make elbow room, like, yeah, and that doesn't seem fair either, so. Yeah, and I, and I mean, you've mentioned now so many different, like, either individuals or groups that are doing this in like different pockets. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah, it's like, how do you connect with those people? How do you like bring all of these conversations together? Like you said to like have, I think, you know, cause so much of what you're describing of like, you know, people having these like rants on Facebook or like yelling at people about things like sure there, like there definitely is space for people to be angry, of course, but like, yeah. I was, you know, I was talking to somebody about like when you have to confront somebody about something and how to kind of like diffuse or disarm that situation and to think about mm -hmm. it less as like you're sitting across from somebody and like looking at them as the problem and instead mm -hmm. to think about that conversation as you and somebody else sitting on the same side of the table and looking at the problem together. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. And like, how and that's kind of like what you're describing like it's to have people who are in groups that are like underrepresented in this industry to like be like fighting with one another for like airtime or for space or like who's doing mm -hmm. it right or wrong mm -hmm. while all the straight white guys are hanging out over here and just like having a good time just like they do man <laughs> yeah right as they tend to do then instead like pivoting it to like look like we're actually on the same team and yeah. how can we like look at this like this broader issue together and think about how we can how we can do this together and i mean like when you have to like you're saying in those like constructive feedback conversations or when you're like trying to really like partner with somebody to figure some shit out together to frame it in that way of like look like this is hard and like i just really i'm just talking to you about it because i want to figure it out and like i think you probably mm -hmm. have stake in figuring it out too yeah no, that's, I, that's really, really lovely advice like that. I feel like that makes me feel, I feel like it's, it's validating. It's validating to this idea that like, I don't know. I, like I said, I mean, this whole thing stems around, I, it's just beer, man. Like, let's just, let's just yeah. be cool. There's a place for everyone. Like there's room for everyone. And I, I feel like for so long, you know, 
women in general under 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 visibly oh, what's the I have never mind um <laughs> it's like seized a little bit I think um but groups that are have been marginalized forever like you know there's only enough room in this office building for two black guys three women and you know two queer people and it's like it's not the case like we need to stop looking at it that way like we're all vying for that spot yep we'll step on each other to get to it because I feel like that's just playing into that whole thought process that there's infinite room for, for the other. And, you know, I, I really want to find a good way. Oh no. (laughs) Uh, I really want to find a good way to, like I said, uh, get, I guess that would be my, the beyond the having the conversation is like, and using my own space, my own platform, but finding a way to connect all of us that are already out here, like yeah. trying, trying to make room and trying to make this a visible, like, hey, you know, you don't need to fight me. You don't need to like devalue me. You don't need to dislike me or talk shit because like in the hopes that I'll go away because there's room for both of us. Like there's room for you on your side. There's room for me over here. Like we good homie i mean let's just let's just be cool um so yeah i don't know, i yeah i guess that's like a how do i just get everybody in one place at the same time oh that yeah. means i get to like fangirl out again over there some you go people. <laughs> <laughs> yes you get to bring all of your all of your instagram crushes together oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> I, love I love it and i you know, this is all like one, this has like been a super energizing conversation for me because I just think all of this stuff is fucking rad. And so like, first of all, that's amazing. And I- Thank you. you know, I'm, like, I'm so glad. I was worried yeah. I was going to you. <laughs> oh my God. No, this is like, this is like the most and will be the most energizing part of my entire day. And I just like, so I think that's so awesome. And I also am like eager to, you know, of course, like follow along with that. And, okay. you know, I think that's, I think that's really great. And, you know, we'll continue if it's helpful to you to be like a source of accountability and like a sounding board, if, you know, I can be helpful in any of that, because that's like, this is super great and want to support you any way I can. Thank you. Next time I'll make sure my camera works. Right. So. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about, you can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson. And I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty rad. Or you can send a good old fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes.